Well, welcome back to the To Be Discussed uh, podcast with RNA. I'm your host, Riley Pate, and our, my co-host, my good friend, my best friend, uh, Adrian Hernan, with me again today. And today we've got an interesting topic, and that's the topic uh, of education in the United States. And we're not going to get into the weeds and, and all of that, but uh, what we want to do today is really look at where it was, what it was meant for, uh, and how that's kind of evolved and changed, uh, and specifically how that relates to us moving forward and, and some things uh, that we see happening. So let me kind of set a framework here. Uh, when I texted Ray Ray about this, what I said was, uh, you know, the Bible says to raise up a child in the way they should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, I understand that that speaks specifically to uh, the education of a child within the, the setting of the home, and it's an admonition to parents. But it does set forth a very interesting idea, and that is that all education should be for the sole purpose of making that person the adult and the person that they are created to be. Right. And, and that's kind of where I wanted to, to jump off into this discussion, kind of with that basic framework there. Yeah. Um. That's interesting. I, 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 for one, education in the United States. I remember, you know, hearing stories about you know how it used to be. You know, we always hear those stories about man the way things used to be. I wish, um, education in the United States, from what I've heard and what from what I've also what I also know is that it's always sort of been top tier. You know, um, and it seems like in these last, I say maybe decade or so I'd say given a decade uh, I know I've seen it um, kind of just slowly just fall off and it didn't help once again that um, when the when COVID came and they, everybody school everything was put on pause um, that didn't help it I, I think a lot of that gave a lot of leeway and room for excuses on what not to proceed with uh and and what not to hone in on more but as i've seen it throughout the years in these last couple of years that i've been working uh with the school and the education system i've seen a, a lot of questionable things and i've heard, you know and i i begin to think i'm like man you know when i would go back to when i was in school um which shoot wasn't honestly wasn't even ten years ago. I remember, you know, it was a lot stricter than what it is now, and we had a lot of it was a lot of value placed on just you know how we carried ourselves, how we looked, um, how our I, our appearance looked, mm-hmm. um, and based off you know what the things that we also said, you know, we'll be disciplined. There was a lot. It seemed like there was a lot more discipline, but then again. I'm starting to see a lot more in school systems, uh, the school today that I didn't see or to the magnitude that I, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, I didn't see 
uh, when I was, you know, coming up through junior high, middle school, even uh, the earlier grades, the uh, grade levels. And it's shocking. And, you know, it, it makes me, okay, like, like I questioned last week, uh, where did we go wrong? You know, what's going on in, one, our personal lives, uh, what happened, and, two, what happened, you know, what, what, what lost value, what lost touch between 2010 and now 2022. You know, and so that's just this. this a couple of questions I've had, I've had, and, you know, as I go day by day and I see and hear a lot of things. Well, and one, one thing that, that you point out is, uh, that there used to be a lot of value placed in, and I went through this too, and you did, and, uh, that there was a lot of value placed on how you carried yourself, as you said, the way you dress, what you said, all of those things, because the value was not just on your, book smart education but but on your education again as a a human being and in what we experienced was even scaled down from what our parents and grandparents had experienced in that department i mean that used to be a really really big deal so we got a scaled down version of it but what i'm seeing and and i've worked in the public school system in a variety of ways over the uh last several years and, and what i've seen is uh that, that even what we experience in a scaled-down <clears throat> version oftentimes is scaled down even lower than that. Yeah. You know, where uh, now it's more about can they pass uh, a standardized test and um, can we get them into college? Right. And, and when that becomes the goal, rather than making them the human being, the person that they are created to be, and preparing them for the real world, we don't educate about taxes. We don't educate about making a budget. Um, we don't educate hardly in home ec class. Uh, there are home ec classes now that have stoves in them that aren't being used yeah. uh, all across <laughs> the country. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and the list could go on of, of the real-life things. And so it makes me wonder, okay, what is the end goal here? What should be the purpose? What should we be driving uh, this this vehicle towards? What is the ultimate destination supposed to be? And that's kind of what I wanted to, to just kind of pontificate on, if you will, today, is what is that and how do we uh, reach what's best for the kids and what's best for America? And, and making a better um, country and a better workforce and, and a better home. Yeah. I remember, because you said something uh, that just brought back memories when you said, you know, we don't even teach about taxes. Uh, and just real quick, I want to just tell this story. I think I've told, told it to you mm-hmm. about this teacher that we used to have my freshman year in high school. And I think she stayed there maybe all the way up to my sophomore junior year in high school or in a little bit afterwards but i remember she taught us about taxes how you know how to file taxes write check uh check deposits withdrawals and all this you know all that good stuff and even you know help us pick which which career we were going to uh pursue after high school and i remember it was this saying she used to say she was like uh it was crazy you say slim to none Mm-hmm. She said it with like so such quickness. That, you, <laughs> you know, you could before you could catch yourself and explain to her uh, why you choose chose this career. She was just slim to none. 
<laughs> and just go on to the next person. But, but it was so funny. And she and she did this. Uh, she generally said this to most of the people who were talking about uh, pursuing athletic. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I want to go pro or whatever. And that and slim to none. You know. But as I as I got older and I start, you know, I started to realize, you know, why she said now. I didn't quite agree with why she said that, yeah, you know, or the how she said it rather. But I get why she said it. Well, and and I agree. I mean, there's something like I had a kid in class um, the other day that said he was gonna sign a million dollar rap deal at the end of the school year, and I'm like, you you don't have yeah. any part of that business. Like I, I don't know what yeah. you're talking like, about. Like who do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like who do you think you are? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I agree with that, but. I also think that there are times where we tell kids that because our mind is, oh, we got to get them to college, when in reality, maybe they're just wanting to pursue something that's outside of the realm of what we, we say is normal. Right. And, and I think that we have to be careful about telling those kids that they can't do that. Right. Uh, and, and that's why I think that we have to, to examine, uh, and I said this earlier, is School, the education system cannot be geared just to pass a standardized test and get a kid into college. Yeah. I, when standardized, I remember standardized testing when I first knew of it was years ago when I was like maybe in, uh, back when my brother was like in third grade and they were starting to take like what they would call text test, test. Mm-hmm. Before it became tax, and then before it became star, and all this, you know, all this and there good was stuff. There was a toss test in there. Somewhere. Yeah, the, yeah, the toss, and uh, before all that, and I remember, you know, we would stress out like, "Oh my goodness, I gotta pass this test, or I ain't gonna go to the next grade," mm-hmm. which wasn't true, but we had to pass it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I see now in today's generation, these kids in these state tests, I see a lot of anxiety at the lower grades and stress. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at these kids. I'm like, you shouldn't be going through this at this age. And so what I'm getting at is the education system has, rather than moving these kids along further, you're starting them uh, out to develop uh, mental health issues like anxiety, stress, and depression, all because they think if I don't do well on this test, I don't do well on this part in school, then that's it. I can't go to the next grade. Or I'm going to have to take X amount of classes to, in order to catch up. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. I've and, known several kids that just don't test well. Right. And, and they get anxiety. Like you said, their, their first introduction to any sort of anxiety in their life is over a standardized test. Yeah. That they think is going to determine their worth and, and all of these things. And that's just not true. Uh, and, and, and we're really doing a disservice to our kids when we gear their brains to start thinking that way. Because yeah. then they begin to do everything through the lens of, if I don't do this, then my self-worth is decreasing. And that's not true. Or they begin to think, I'll never get a good job. There are plenty of good jobs that are held down by people who couldn't pass a test if you gave them the answer sheet. <laughs> but they make thousands and even some of the millions of dollars mm-hmm. because uh, education's about more than just a standardized yeah. test. Right. Man, I when I used to work with the uh, high school, the, the drummers, you know, the musician, the uh, band, I there was a kid that told me a story, was telling me um, there's a guy who didn't even go to high school. He only com- completed an education as far up to like the eighth grade or something. Then he, you know, dropped out of school, or whatever. But he's a millionaire. He owns his own construction 
uh, building, uh, uh, business. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> because I, I had always been, you know, so, okay, yeah, you got to go to college. If you want to have a business, be successful, you know, you got to go to college. You got to get this degree now that the whole nine yards. But since I've heard that story, I've kind of started to think differently towards that. And I, and I, I, I figured, you know, there's more value, you know, yes, there's value in education. Of course there is. Yes, absolutely. Um, teaches you to be responsible. Exactly. Teaches you how to, re, you know, learn and process information uh, and make decisions and work out problems. All yeah. of those things are good. Yeah. And so it, it leads me back to, um, you know, the question, okay, where did we go wrong? And it's just like we talked about earlier when we were discussing what, we, what, we, uh, what our topic was going to be this week. Um, you know, and when you use the scripture, I went up and I went and looked up, you know, different scriptures, everything that talked uh, about education, the Bible, and it doesn't talk about schooling in general, but it does talk about learning and getting understanding, uh, generally for the Bible, for God. And then what you learn off of that, base that off your, base your life and everything that you do off of that. Mm -hmm. And so it, it leads us into this, uh, where the first value and what we lost and what we fell off was, and we go way back. Um, I don't know when they took prayer out of schools. Uh, was it the eighties? Yes, in the eighties. Um, we go back to that. It's, it's when we did that. I believe that when we did that, we took God. It's like we said, we're going to place. Okay, God, we're, we're going to place you outside. You know, because we don't want to offend anybody. Um, we want to make sure everybody feels comfortable, um, and everybody is well respected, mm-hmm. and you know all, all this stuff. And when we did that, I believe that it. You know, that's when we started to lose value in the American uh, education system mm-hmm. uh, because we just kicked God out. Now, uh, get 1962. 1962? Uh, was when the, the, I thought it was in the 80s. Too, I did I too. Guess. I don't know why. So 1962 was. was when the U.S. Supreme Court banned uh, school sponsored prayer in public schools. So that's when they said, listen, an administrator or a teacher can't get over the PA system and, and, and do a prayer. Yeah. And that's that's kind of, man, that's a lot earlier than what I thought. It was, it was to me, too. I, I really thought it was later. Yeah. Now, I think um, you had later more, I, I actually know this to be fact, later on more of, the, so a student could pray just like, they do it football games, mm-hmm. and you did have more of that going on over the PA system, where the, yeah. the student would do the announcements like they do, and they but they would actually lead a prayer. Now that's gone. You you don't have that anymore because, yeah. Lord forbid, somebody get offended because a student decides to pray. A whole different topic. But I agree with you that, that that's where we start changing from making them a better person to now we got to filter them through a system. Right. And and that's the problem. And, man, we've lost so many kids to this system. Mm-hmm. This very system that's now kind of built up uh, to kind of shape and model what's supposed to be the American dream. Mm-hmm. you got to have the best job. Which, by the way, who created the American dream? That's a good question. I like, <laughs> like, I was listening to a guy talk about that, and he brought up a... I was like, wait, that's true. Like, who, <laughs> who, who told us? Right. And the, and the point he made was that you know, over time, the system created the American dream so that they could make money off you. Exactly. Well, and, and if you, the American dream is fine and dandy as long as you don't you don't mind losing sleep, losing family, uh, wasting or not wasting time. Well, yeah, you can say wasting time. There, are, but okay, 
there are people though who think outside the box and obtain an American dream without going through the process of what school and college tells us is the American yes, dream. Yes, and exactly. And they have family and, and all those things. They don't have to sacrifice that. But they what they do is they go outside of what we consider to be comfortable. See, it's comfortable for us to teach kids that, okay, kids, you're going to graduate high school and then you're going to college and you're going to do this for four more years. Yes. And you're going to go and you're going to pay for an education and you're going to do all this and, and then we're going to create an ideology in you mm -hmm. uh, of how you're supposed to be a good worker. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, before we go any further with it, now, we're not saying that what's a good, this is a disclose, disclaimer. We're yes. not saying go drop out of school right no, now. No, no. If you're listening to this and you're in high school, get your diploma. Yeah. Okay? yeah we're not saying that. Um, but what we are saying. You know, there's some college kids that's going to hear this. I, I knew I should have stopped right before the final <laughs> exam. This, this is my assignment. Right. No, they no, just, no. You're right, because they just started finals, I think, <laughs> <Exactly>. today. <laughs> um, we're not your son. Okay? Yeah. But what we're saying is uh, it's important for you to pursue an education, but if you don't feel the need and you believe that, let me, let me rephrase that. If it's not important that you have to follow what the system tells you is normal. No, do what what's best for you yes and what whatever is good for you because that that was the next thing that I was going to talk about is that in all of this we're not doing what's best for the individual we're doing what's best for a system right and that's not what education was intended for it was intended for individuals to be become and I never will forget this uh, Tim Russell the athletic director uh, former athletic director at Harney High School uh, that I worked under, coached under, he used to always say, he would tell the kids every uh, day at the end of practice, he said, you may not be the best, but we're going to be the best you that you can possibly be. We're going to put you in a position to be the best you, mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. Yes. You're going to be the best you. And that's what education's really about, is taking individual people with their own background, their own thought processes, their own goals, their own... Uh, passions mm -hmm. and say okay how can we mold you to succeed in life to be the best you that you can possibly be right but all that gets lost when you try and build that into a system exactly and we used to uh, be this uh, there used to be this principal that's retired now I think she she retired last year yeah uh, Miss Richmond mm -hmm. uh, I remember over uh, over the intercom in the mo on the morning announcement she used to say this saying good better best Never let it rest until your good is your better and your better is your best. Mm -hmm. You know, and that saying has stuck with me since then, mm -hmm. all the way up to now. And I just remember her always saying that. And it's just like what you said. It, it, we're supposed to shape what the, the education, education system is supposed to be. is to shape the student into the best individual that they can be. Not just yeah. to fit their system. Yeah. There, it, and it goes with a, you know, we say sports is about life all the time. Mm -hmm. There's a saying in, in, in football, especially, it's about Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. <laughs> and, and the idea is that you can have your system that you think is going to propel somebody, but if it's not best for your Jimmy's and Joe's, yeah. it don't matter. You yeah. know? And, and the, that mindset applies to the education system. Yeah. College, I'll say right off the bat, uh, because I went through this, uh, college isn't for everybody. I know that saying is cliche, but 
most cliches, if not all, are true. College isn't for everybody. And I, and I think um, what has caused most students to uh, to stress or to over just think and just overwhelm themselves, if, if I don't get in to college, I have no future. There's no point to my life. I'm just going to stay around, hang around, and do whatever. And, and that's not true. Um, you can go and pursue a, uh, a career in a trade. Don't let anyone talk you into thinking or talk you out of thinking that um, a trade is just a lower end job, you know, mm -hmm. because you weren't able to succeed or amount to anything else. So you ha this is the last resort. No. There are a lot of people who are successful, who have great careers in doing trades, you know. Um, so don't think that you have to go to college or you have to um, just do what your teacher has always told you. You know, you've got to pass this test, you've got to do this, that, and all the other, all the rest to get into this college, who may only accept you just because you meet their quota. Mm -hmm. Not because they, they genuinely want you, but because they need you in order to meet their quarter, to quota. To funding. Yeah. It's a, see, and that's the thing. It's, it's a money thing. It's all about money. At the end of the day, it's all about money. Um, it, It's never really just about, uh, or let me say, it's not always about uh, being genuine. Like I gen genuinely want this student to be a part of our student body. It's about more more heads more dollars you know it's, it's the more people we have in the classroom that's the more funding we get mm -hmm. um and i i seen that early on and when i was in high school i realized that um and that just had to do I, this was back during football since my freshman year in high school matter of fact that i learned that you know attendance is based off of funding you know this yes <laughs> I was like, Absolutely. the reason that they have to have you in public school is because if they don't have X number of kids, they're not getting paid. Yeah, but that's all a part of this system. And the, like I said before, this system, I've seen and still seeing it has failed so many kids. And this is why you see so many kids uh, talking about dropping out and they, they don't care because it's not only that they don't have what we would call home training or it's not only that they don't care, but it's also they see no point in it or they figured out the game, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. They figured it out. And, and I like what you said there, that they're failing the kids. We get into this because of kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what it's about. And when we begin to fail the kids, there's a problem. Yeah. And I, I, I want to interject here that what we're talking about today, the reason that we chose this topic is not to bash the school system so much as to uh, raise awareness about this because we care about kids. Right. Uh, I've got a passion for, for especially uh, junior high and high school kids because, of, you know, and, and wanting them to be the best thing that they can be. But when we do all these things, we're failing the kids, we're putting them in a position not to succeed, but rather to fail. So enough about things that we see, but but where could we kind of lean towards uh, fixing some things? Well, well, for starters, um, get back to, okay, what's best for that individual? Sit down, and I understand. There are some general things growing up that you got to teach. you got to teach uh, 
uh, math, English, history, uh, all those things. Mm -hmm. But once you get outside of that, uh, begin, go back to the way it was where you had electives that would help people that didn't want to go to college or that would just help you be a good uh, housewife or a good husband that could handle the finances or whatever the case was. But you had these electives that mattered that, hey, they're really going to use this. They're really going to have to pay bills. They're really going to have to do taxes. They're really going to have to cook. They're really going to have to do uh, things like take care of a baby and and all those things. And so you had these electives. And I'm not saying that they're not out there, but I'm saying prioritize these things. And and begin to gear them towards. And then let's say you have a sector that says, hey, we want to be welders. Mm -hmm. We're going into the oil field. Have a program for them, right? Uh, uh, and, and and I understand all these things cost money, but when you begin to invest in the kids, you're going to see an investment in the school, right? Uh, and and there are other things, uh, but various programs like that. I, I just thought of that one off the top of my head, just because I know that there are some things like that. Uh, but you can do that and, and begin prioritizing. Hey, listen, you want to be a businessman. You don't have to have a, a business degree. Famously, by the way, Elon Musk, the owner of Tesla, and now owner of Twitter, but <laughs> oh, the, gosh, owner, Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> the owner of Tesla does not hire college graduates. Hmm. So to work in his business. Yeah. I remember you telling me this. So so now what are, what does that say? Well, that says, and he'll tell you, he didn't have to have one to, to become the rich, and he's the richest man in the world. Yeah. Uh, Bo Pilgrim didn't <laughs> have a college education. He got out of high school, started working for his, I believe it was his daddy-in-law that owned the company. Could have been his, uh, but uh, somewhere in there, he started the basis company, worked his way up. He owned, he, he became the owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, bit, uh, a multi-millionaire. Yeah. One of the smartest men in all of East Texas without a college degree. And and you could go on and on. But the point that I'm making here is when you see people like that, that have minds that want to go out and do things, give them a way to do it. Begin to equip them to say, you know, you can learn a business here that, that you can go on and go get your job and then start investing and start your business even if you don't want to go spend the yeah. $50,000 to get the college degree that you may not even need to do what you're wanting to do. Now there are certain things I don't want a doctor cutting on me that ain't been to medical school. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want a lawyer representing me in court that's never been to law school. Okay. Uh, so there are certain things that you definitely you're going to have to. There's no way around it. If that's your calling and that's your passion, you're going to have to go yeah. uh, and get that college education. Yeah. But but for those kids that have a passion that doesn't require it, begin to mold them into the best them that they can be so that when they graduate high school and hit the real world and, and face all these things, they're prepared to do it. Right. Um, and we've started to see this more in public schools where they do, they're starting to have, you know, some of them, uh, little by little programs that are like nursing, mm-hmm. uh, agriculture, uh, and all these things, you know, where it doesn't require you to go, uh, to have to go to a four year university, 
in order to achieve what you want to be in life. And I say, you know, just it's an interesting word that you said, uh, invest. Mm-hmm. Um, investing is important because it when you invest, that means you put in something and you return, you get gain back you know, over time. I believe if if we invest, and it's also something else that you said, uh, we invest, when we invest in the kids, they will invest in us. You know, because we're putting into them what we what we know, but also setting them up so, so they that so that they can go out and also gain. And so it's sort of like each one teach one. You know, you go out and you you get this person. You've accomplished what you're going to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for you to go back and you invest in somebody else. Um, and I believe that's what this school this school system needs to do is starting and start invest investing in these kids because you never know who they're going to be when they get older. You never know if they they're going to be that person and come back and bless this school, you know, your school system or your town. You never know who that child is going to grow up to be or what they're going to grow up to be. And so it's important that you spend time that you invest and that you set these programs up for them to say I know you don't want to go to a four-year university, not saying that you can't get in, but it's just not what your calling is. But if you're not going to do that, I'm not going to leave you out here just high and dry. Here's something else. If you know that you want to do welding, here's a welding program. I got you set up. We can get you set up where you can start welding, learn how to weld. And then when summer comes, if you want to continue to pursue it, we're going to put you, uh, carry you through also in this program so you can start or have a job that will pay you just like what our school system does. Well, yeah, exactly. That was my what I was about to say. By the way, when you start doing this, you're not only investing in a student, you're investing in your local businesses because right. what happens is that you have you more than likely will have businesses in the town where your school is or, or around where your school is that you can call up and say, hey, I've got this kid who's in such and such program, and I know that you're looking for somebody. Can he come do... Uh, you know, a summer internship or whatever. So he gets paid, they get an employee, and then they look and say, hey, he's pretty good. We're going to hire this kid. Yeah. You know, and, and so it, it it's a it's a, a cycle that you can start, but, but you're not going to start it as long as you tell these kids that standardized testing uh, or you are having to go to college dictates who they are or are not. And, and one thing, by the way, you... You said uh, we were talking about the standardized testing and, and failing the test, right? And that, yeah. that kind of setting uh, the 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 thought process in motion that hey, I'm not worth anything. I, I'm, I'm a bad student. You know what they call uh, the lowest ranked uh, student in their class in medical school? A doctor. <laughs> you know what you you know what that means? They fail a test. You know what they call a lawyer that that got last in his class but graduated law school? A lawyer. That means he failed some tests. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of those people have operated on you and represented you and you didn't even know it. And they've saved your life and won you money. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, you see them every day and and then they tell you everything. Oh yeah! By the way, <laughs> I let you do what? But they <laughs> saved your life. You yeah, know? Like, but you, we don't think about we that. We don't be- think about that. 
But what we're telling these kids is, you got to think about that, but we don't think about that. No. Because, as I like to say, it doesn't amount to a hill of beans in the, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things a lot of times. The no. stuff that we, we fret about uh, early on in life doesn't amount to anything later on. Yeah. I, I, it, it's, it's interesting that you said that because we always, uh, Greg always says that, you know, you know would you, but... Uh, that's so true, man. We don't we don't think about when we go to the doctors. Hey, this doctor might have failed a few a couple <laughs> tests before. Yeah, doc, can I see? We don't care. Yeah. Like, you're a doctor. You right. got a degree. Um, but we we it's the fact that we trust. Like, hey, I know he went through this process, so it's he has the credentials. So so not only that though, but okay, let's let's use that same thought process. I'm walking into a business started from scratch by this kid. He's now a, a multi thousandaire headed towards being a multi-millionaire. Yeah. I'm not going to mm. ask him, hey, did you go to college for this? <laughs> I'm going to look and say, that guy's a genius. Yeah. That guy figured it out. That guy worked hard. That guy put his, his nose to the grindstone and said, you know what? I, I don't care. I'm going to get after it. And I'm going to build a business. And I'm going to buy from him or invest in whatever. Yeah. But I'm not going to ask. Um, people do that all the time in the stock market, by the way. They invest in these businesses and don't really know who owned them. And, and <laughs> what they would be shocked to find is that they're putting their money in somebody's business who didn't go to college while they are trying to pay off their student loans. <laughs> that's so true. But that's, man, that's the, that's what I said, man. It's it's the whole scheme and game that the American system has or American education system has put together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It's it's amazing to think that, just like I mentioned, the guy that only had an eighth grade uh, level education, but yet he's a multimillionaire owning his own construction company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's amazing that there are numerous of people out there like that. I want to say the the founder of KFC's got a story like that, Colonel Sanders, or the guy known as Colonel Sanders. He's got a story like that. He you know. Um, I, I, Sam Walton comes to mind of yeah. Walmart. Yeah, we know about Sam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but but he didn't go to college. Uh, th- there's numerous, you know that. I, but but those are the two that that come to mind, you know, right off the bat. Yeah. It's a, a man, but I think if we don't hear about these people. These are the people that no, are because they're put, they're stashed away because. If we tell you that you can be something without having to go through our system, <laughs> see, now you're outside. It goes back to what I said earlier. We don't like anything that gets outside of the system. Yeah, it's going against the grain. Exactly. It's it's it, it, it's funny because <laughs> it's funny we because we, we make fun of these, th- these kind of things and we laugh and joke about it, but it's so serious. It's a lot that happens in the American system that... Not just in the government, but also on a on a lower level. That when you go against the grain of something, there will be people who will ridicule you. There will be people who look down on you and shun you because they think, oh, well, if you didn't do it my way, then you're not you're not worth it. You're you know you're never going to go anywhere or amount to anything because you didn't do it the way I told you to do it. If you if you don't believe us, take the, take this thought process to your local uh, school board of education. Yeah. <laughs> they, they will laugh you off the floor. Yeah. And then they'll have their superintendent ridicule you because you're not in education. Yeah. And then the the principal will get up there and, and weep and say, oh, how 
hard it is and you just don't understand. And then you'll have teachers. Now, this is why teachers are quitting, by the way. Hmm. Because because used to, they, they, they got into it to invest in students and they found out that they were asked to be, uh, to, to invest in paper. Yeah. And From it's, people to paper to technology. Well, now it's technology. Yeah. And it, it was a curriculum book that they had to go by. They couldn't teach what they got into it to teach, but they had to teach what this book told them to teach. Yeah. Side note here, we really become an ultimate opinion podcast here. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're just rattling off some stuff. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's, I mean. We've it's, been touchy-feely for the first five yeah. episodes. Hey, we figured if you've hung out this long. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's 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 all reasonable. I mean, it's it's it's, it's credible. It's, the, it's thought out. It's yeah, it's not, not off the top of our head. Yeah, but these are things that you know, like we said before, these are things that we've discussed numerous of times, and not just from, uh, it's not just opinion based, but it's from what we've seen, uh, what we've learned, and um, just experience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you, it, it's important that you sit back and. You know, I may not have kids, but I want my in the future when I do have kids, I want them to get the best schooling uh, that they could possibly get. You know, even if I had to do it myself, because it's 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 important that you see or not see. It's important that you you stop and that you sit back and that you look and pay attention and observe these things and start to put the puzzle pieces together. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you don't, you're going your your child or Somebody else's child, or maybe even you, you may fall into the cracks of this system unknowingly, and then you know you'll find yourself in that state of depression or anxiety, wondering how you got there mm-hmm. because you've believed a lie all these years. Um, so basically, what we're in a nutshell, we're telling you that the American school system <laughs> is the greatest Ponzi scheme in the world. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's almost it's monopoly kind of just. It, it's a, it's. Okay, I like that. We have monopolized education. Yeah. We've monopolized education, and it's run by people who say, we're going to make money off of you by telling you that you need this. It's a it's a sales pitch. It's like uh, anybody else, well, they don't do this anymore, but door-to-door salesmen walk up, hey, you need to buy this from me because you need it. Yeah. And they still do that over uh, advertisement. Advertisement's all about, you need this. Yeah. And, and that's all they're doing with education is they're cramming it into you that you've got to have this to be successful in life. And you go, oh, well, if that's the case, I'll pay for it. <laughs> right. You know, and they, and they make all these promises that they can't keep, by the way. Um, they te- So one of the biggest things that they do, I don't, I don't even know where this thought's coming from, but it, we're going <laughs> to... Michael Scott has a scene in the, the office where he says, you know, sometimes I start a sense and I just... Keep talking till I reach the end of it. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of one of those <laughs> moments. Uh, but, um. What what they do is they tell you ahead of time, uh, hey, you know, come get our degree, okay, and then you're gonna make X amount of dollars a year. Yeah. So here's what they tell you: spend, <clears throat> I don't know, fifty thousand dollars of your own money over four years. That's about right. Yeah. Give or take. $50,000. Four years. But that's okay. Because your first year on the job, you're going to make sixty, seventy-five thousand dollars 
for for something that would cost you that much. Yeah. Okay, so that's what they tell you to get you in school. So you pay your your uh, money, your fifty thousand dollars over four years. You graduate. You go to a job, and the offer on the sheet of paper that is slid across to you from the person that you just interviewed, who's willing to hire you, is forty thousand dollars. You're already starting out your life ten thousand dollars in the hole. Hmm. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. But my professor told me I would make starting out sixty to seventy five thousand dollars. So you 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 know it's a negotiation. So you said, Well, I was told and that business owner looks at you and says, Welcome to the real world. We don't pay that kind of money. Yeah. Mm. See, they never got that number from a a reputable business that they, they may have got a pie in the sky company who for whatever reason, pays that, and they use that as their baseline. That's not true. Yeah, it's not true. That there's hardly any business around here that's going to start out like that. But you've got a degree that says that you got to go get that job. See, that's the other thing they don't tell you. They say, "Oh, you can go get whatever you want." There's a lot of those degrees that if you don't, if that's all you've got, you're not you. You can't do anything right with that degree. But you've paid your money for it. Right. And some of them get away from this. And some of them expect you to go. Okay, now you have this bachelor. Now you gotta go get your master's in order to be credible, to go higher, to go above. Yeah. So you had to pay. Now you had to pay thousands of more dollars just to do this, in order to climb the ladder. But that's what it's all about. Again, if if for the monopoly to work, people have to climb the ladder so that they keep investing. And then they gain, but they reinvest because they continue to to push the... And I'm not saying all these higher degrees aren't good. Some, you know, again, in certain fields, it's just a requirement. But when we tell people you've got to do that and we begin to cram their brain <clears throat> with these thoughts, uh, now we, we what we've taught them is do what you're told. How you're told, when you're told, doesn't matter how much it costs you. And, oh, by the way, by, believe all the lies you're told along the way as you try and go for these dreams that you don't really have, but we have them for you. Yeah. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's time that we get back to, hey, let's make you a good person. Produce somebody who's going to be a good human being, a, a good father, a good mother, um, a good son, a good daughter, you know, all those things. Let's let's produce you in that, and then let's make you a productive citizen who's going to invest in not the system, but invest in people and and reinvest in somebody else's life and education and moving forward. Yeah, and and that's value. That's one of the most important things is that we start off there. Yeah, you know, because that's the base, mm-hmm. you know, of it all. Um, and we, we build off of this. Um, I, I was and I don't know if it's going to happen ever again or not. But, you know, as far as putting prayer back in schools. But we know that are, that there are people who are saved and are Christians that are in the schools that pray. They may not pray pray out loud every day. But we know that they do pray over. Like we what we would do uh, before school start, mm-hmm. we go pray you know, over the school campuses. Uh uh, the week before or the day before school starts. Uh, but we would do that. And that's fine. But we get back to the base of starting, start putting some some moral knowledge back in school as well. Um, you know, knowledge of God. 
you know, what blessed me as a Christian um, is my my senior. Yeah, I took a Bible literacy literacy class, um, and it took a while for this guy to get this class in because he has to go through the state and all this. And um, but you know, it it blessed me to be able to take that class because you know it taught me more about the Bible, how to study the Bible, and um, it developed my relationship with God and made it better. So stuff like that. And, I'm, and if you're, if you feel called to do that, you know, do so. But if not, man, you know, start investing in these kids in some kind of moral sense, um, that, you know, it's, you're not just out here living young, wild and free, you know, <laughs> but we're here to make you a better person. Yes. Yes. And, and then somebody who's going to invest in, uh, in others and, Add to society, yeah, in a positive way. Yeah, because you hold they hold value. Mm-hmm. They hold a lot of value. Yeah. Well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Me uh, too. I'm glad that we picked this topic, settled on it, and said this is what we're going to talk about. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to it, uh, and that you glean something from it. Again, we're not uh, here to just bash the school system so much as we're here to say, listen, these students. These kids are worth more than a score sheet uh, from a test, and they're worth more than just a name on a piece of paper that we call a diploma. These are people who have goals for themselves, dreams, and our job is not to, to make them fit what we want, but rather what help them be the best that they can be to accomplish what uh, they want. And again, we just hope that you've enjoyed this. Uh, as always, be sure and listen to us. We're out there on all sorts of uh, podcasting networks, especially Apple and Spotify. Uh, you can follow us on our Facebook page. You can listen to the shows there. Uh, leave a comment, whatever. A- and we just would love to hear back from you if you have any feedback. Uh, but <clears throat> for now, have a good evening and God bless. <laughs>